Welcome to the Abide Podcast. My name is Cody Young, founder of Abide Supply Co. In this very first episode of the podcast, me and host Alyssa Short will be talking about what to do when a spirit of fear is coming against your life and how you can experience the freedom, peace, and joy that Jesus provided for you through his finished work on the cross. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Abide Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Short, alongside... Cody Young. Cody Young. And today we're here to talk to you about something that has totally transformed our walks with the Lord, um, more than I could have ever, ever imagined. And it's something that I have to teach myself every single day Mm because it's not natural. So we're going to talk about today is completely supernatural. Definitely not natural. It's not a natural response um, at all. And what it is, is that I want you guys, the listeners, um, to just think about something that you lack. Think about something that you are waiting for God to give you, something that you're waiting on the Lord for, something that you wish you had. Maybe you wish you loved people better. Maybe you wish you were kinder. Maybe you wish, you know, you had a promotion at work. Maybe you wish you were, um, had wholeness in your body. Maybe you wish you had a better relationship with your spouse. Um, so whatever you are feeling you lack, we carry that with us, um, every day and it can become such a burden. And we want to shed some spiritual truths, um, on this idea of lack for the Christian, for the believer. Um, I want to just start off this podcast reading second Peter one, three, and this is what it says. Everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. So that right there sums up so perfectly what we want to kind of go deeper in and expound upon today is that everything we need for life and a complete devotion to God, so everything you need to live and to live devoted to the Lord has already been deposited inside of you by his divine power. So, so much of the time we are striving for something, waiting for something, and the truth of the matter is you already have it. It's already been deposited in you. And this is such an important truth because when we don't remind ourselves of this, we fall into the trap of lack, I would call it. Um, the, tr- the trap of believing that we have been left without. And it's just not true. The gospel is too good to be living by this, in this trap of lack. And so I know, Cody, we've been talking about a lot of this um, together just as friends. Um, and this is something, like I said at the beginning, that we talk about constant. I constantly am teaching myself this, this supernatural response to, to when I feel lack, when I feel lonely, when I feel I'm without something. Um, it's not a normal response. And this verse even says it's been deposited in us by his divine power. It's not natural. It's not normal. It's a divine thing that's taken place. And so we must access it um, in a divine way. And so do you want to kind of share about just recently, like super recently, what you've been learning? Yeah, definitely. So this has been like a very real um, concept, I guess, um, idea in my life recently. And that is because... um, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for a few years now, like really just understanding who He is, His grace, His love for me. Um, but, you know, we all come across 
difficulties, um, seasons, unexpected things that happen in our life. And for me, um, within like the last, I, um, I went to a kind of a, a long-term mission trip in Scotland. Oh, yeah. And when I came back, I just really had no idea what I was going to be doing. Um, a lot of uncertainty um, about my next steps. And that just like brought a lot of stress for me. Um, and I felt like I was falling back into kind of like old patterns of thinking. Um, I was struggling with a lot of lies about um, just not really feeling like I believe like I used to or feeling like I've lost something that I need to get back. Um, kind of like I lost my peace. How do I get it back? Which led into um, that belief that like God is withholding something from me. Mm. Um you know, and, and that's just such a destructive lie that the enemy uses to get us into striving and works and earning and performing, um, which leads to more failure, which leads to me trying harder, which leads to failure, which leads to trying harder. And then ultimately, you know, if we don't realize the pattern, you know, defeat and we just give up, you know. And so for me, um, just recognizing that and... Um, I've, you know, <laughs> for a while, you know, when I'm, when I've been experiencing this anxiety, when I've been experiencing this depression, these, these kind of negative thoughts, um, my instant response was to kind of go before the father in prayer and kind of like ask him for peace, like beg mm-hmm. him for peace, beg him for, um, like, Lord, I need your love. Like, um, it says that perfect love casts out fear. So like, I need you to give me your love. Like, I need you to give me your peace, um, and when I wasn't feeling that, like when I wasn't feeling his love, when I felt like he was silent and distant, I would just get mad at God. Mm. Like I would get really angry at him because I'm like, if you're a good father, like why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't, yeah. why aren't you giving me what I need, you know? And wow. so this led to like a, um, what I would call a victim mentality mm. where I was using this, uh, my identity became anxiety. I became I am this person with anxiety. I'm this person with fear. I cannot get out unless God helps me. Um, I'm leveraging this towards God and kind of like, look at me like I am suffering. Poor me kind of like, I'm the victim here. Why aren't you helping? Mm. But that mindset never helped me. Like I just felt like things were getting worse and worse. I was getting more desperate, more desperate. And um, it led to like panic attacks and like breakdowns where like one day I was just driving and I was just so mad at like God and just my situation, like why I wasn't getting better. And I just like, just punched, I started punching just like my windshield of my car and like cracked the windshield. And like, I um, pulled over and just started sobbing like uncontrollably, just like crying wow. out to God, like, why, like what is happening? Yeah. Like, what is, have you like left me? Um, and the craziest thing about this is like, I know that, like, God never leaves me, like, in my head, but, like, it felt like he left me. Like, yeah. everything in my life was pointing to, like, God is not there. He does not love you, like, all this stuff. And and when you're hearing those, like, thoughts that the enemy plants in your, in your head, like, day to day, you, like, start questioning, and then you get into this place of, like, despair and hopelessness. And um, mm. so that's where I kind of found myself. And, um, you know, thanks to you and... and um, you know, the church and uh, the people in my family that, that were reminding me of truth, that, that kept speaking to me. And 
and even in that in those situations like I felt like I always had a choice like I felt like the Holy Spirit um, was always right there kind of kind of like telling me like it doesn't have to be like this like sorry the cat <laughs> the cat just jumped on the uh, um, the cat's manifesting um, but like I just felt like the Holy Spirit like just keep telling me um, just for just to clear up that more, <laughs> like we're doing this in a, in our house, so like yeah. we have we have <laughs> animals that are just kind of. I put my dog away, but my cat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is real life, people. Yeah. Man. Um, but yeah, so like I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like always right there, like, like, kind of like in my spirit, like deep within me, just like this, this power of like, it doesn't have to be this way, like there's there's breakthrough like available Mm. um but like in order for me to access that i would have to kind of go against my feelings so there was this like tension that was constantly in me where i wanted to because i've been you know we grow up and we're so driven by feelings and how things seem and and walking by sight that when it's like when you are in this kind of life and death situation and things just aren't getting better like you're faced with a decision do i keep doing that do i keep following my feelings do i keep um living in this state of like despair yeah and anxiety and all this stuff or do i choose to to stand on what i know to be true and um walk by faith knowing that despite what i'm feeling um, like God says that I am healed, that I am, that, that I have a, uh, that my, what is it called? Um, he has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And so like, I just began to, um, stand on truths and I would speak truths, um, and promises over myself, um, and I remember, like, one day, like, I was just, I woke up, and, and during this time, like, I would wake up, and I just immediately, like, panic would just hit me. Like, the mm-hmm. spirit of fear would just rest upon me, and I just felt like there was nothing I could do, and, and I was just constantly fighting, and I was constantly, you know, speaking truth and speaking truth, and um, there was days where, like, I would just be, like, you know, God, I'm so tired of fighting. I'm so tired of standing on truth. I'm so tired of like not seeing breakthrough. Um, and um, yeah, the specific day, like I went into my room and I just felt like giving up. I just felt like I was going to break down and just cry and be like, all right, God, like, and during this time, like there was definitely like thoughts of like suicide. Like mm-hmm. the enemy was trying to sow into my mind, like you have no hope, like yeah. just kill yourself. And I like that. I was going to, I was kind of like put a pin in, yeah. My mind when you said, because um, I wanted to bring it back up, you said this. You're facing this life and death yeah. matter. It really was because, and it truly because is because like the end. And you have to understand like, um, there's a lot to say, but um, <laughs> the enemy, Satan, demons, they 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 are opposing. They hate humanity. They they hate everything that God loves, and so they would like nothing more than to see you 
kill yourself, you know, like, yeah. and, and the thing is too, is Especially like, Especially when you're a believer. When you're a believer too, Because yeah. you have the hope of God living inside of you. And if they can convince you, you don't. Right. Yeah. They win. And that's what was happening is like constant thoughts of like, things aren't going to get better. Um, you know, you have no hope. God's not going to help you. Um, it's just easier to just like end it, you know? Um, one thing is, um, just a kind of side note, like the mindset of, um, of like demons is exactly what I just described. Like they are cut off withering branches destined for destruction. They have no hope, Mm. right? So the mind, the mind of Christ is hopeful. It is eternal life. It is all power, all authority, like joy, peace, everything else. The mind of Satan is, I'm screwed. Like, I have no yeah. hope. Like, if Satan could kill himself, he would. Mm. And he, and he, when he influences people, he brings that same mindset to, mm. to them. And so, um, that was just a side note. But anyway, um, so like, yeah. So like this one day, like, I was just like, I'm just so done. Like, I was at the end of myself. And I just felt the Holy Spirit, like, say, like, just keep standing. Like, stand. Like, don't give in to the feeling right now, like... And so, like, I just, in my room, like, instead of just sobbing and being like, God, like, what is happening? Why me? And turning inward on myself, I decided to just praise him. And, like, I decided to, um, like, during these times, like, I would just go out and we have, like, a shed out back and I would just, like, play worship music and dance. Like, I would just, like, worship the Lord and I would just, like, scream promises and, like... Mm. um, and like, I feel like after this one specific time when I when I decided to stand, um, I noticed that like every day after that got better. Mm. So like the next day, like I woke up and I was like at peace, and I didn't feel that like anxiety like immediately. And um, and I and then you know each day like as I was walking and and you know I was experiencing breakthrough like through just choosing to see myself the way that God sees me despite what I'm feeling and that like really led me into freedom and it and it manifested eventually you know yeah so yeah yeah like I mean and and even now like it's there's always um those thoughts of like you know you're gonna slip back or when you start feeling anxiety come back like oh shoot like I'm I'm going to lose ground. I'm going to slip back into it. But it's like mm. when it comes back, once you've received victory in that area, you have to like stand again. You have to keep standing. Yeah. Standing on faith. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for telling us yeah. a little bit of your story. And you have so much, so m- many profound truth statements within that. Um, I want to focus on a little bit, take some time to talk about what you're talking about with being led by your feelings. Because I think that this is what what we're saying here. There's a natural response. And what's happening is the church who has everything in them supernaturally been placed in us, peace, joy, victory, love, perfect love that cast out fear. This is everything in us, yet 
when we're faced with supernatural crisis, Mm -hmm. when we're faced with a demonic realm that is lying to us, that is trying to make us give up hope, that is having us make, have thoughts of suicide. I mean, this is supernaturally demonic um, for the believer. And so to have a natural response to a supernatural attack doesn't cut it. Yeah, and that's and that's something that I want to talk about too. Is like, um, I'm not talking. I don't want to. I don't want to make any definite statements on like, you know, um, natural like remedies for these kind of causes. But in my case, like, I remember um, when I was going through through like the like the worst of it. Um, I was put on. Um, like some pretty pretty hardcore like anxiety medication, and um, and really didn't do much. And I'm not saying that it doesn't. I know that anxiety does help, and it's like or the medication, medication does help yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But for me, like it was pretty much a completely spiritual thing. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like because sure. because the root of it wasn't um, it wasn't like a chemical imbalance. It wasn't like any of that stuff. It was literally like lies. Yeah. It was my mindset was wrong. Yeah. And we don't realize how much like our patterns of thinking um, and our mindsets like correlate with our emotions, our feelings and yeah. the way that we experience life. So. so true. And I think that I just want to I just want to say just to give this some foundation from where we're coming from and talking about anxiety and just um, this lifestyle brand with the name Abide and everything we do being centered in this message of rest, right? So we bring up the word anxiety a lot um, because it's real. And I say this all the time. I am meeting more and more every day people with anxiety, people telling me they have panic attacks just constantly. Um, So this is a very real issue that I know listeners can identify with um, having anxiety and as real as, as, as mental illness is and as real as chemical imbalances that you brought up, we have to realize what the word says about fear. Mm-hmm. And so psychology, I study psychology, I'm married to a therapist, um, I understand psychology, right. and psychology will tell you that fear is the root emotion to every negative emotion. So you're dealing with anger, there's fear there to be explored um, and, and, and to be dealt with. And so if we look at fear as only an emotion, we come up with these natural responses to try and remedy fear. Sometimes medication, sometimes it's, you know, just things we do um, habitually, cognitive, behavioral things. And then there's the word of God that talks about fear. And when the scripture talks about fear, it's not as an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's as a spirit. So the, the Lord says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but of power and love and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And so if we've been already given that, it's not, I will give you the spirit of a sound mind. I have given you already yeah. a sound mind. Yeah. And so who's giving the spirit of fear? Where is that coming from? If it's not coming from God, mm. it's the enemy. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so we feel this fear and we think this is an emotion. Um, and we think, oh, I just, I can't handle this feeling, these emotions. It's too much. Um, I'm overwhelmed. And I think there's so much power. Um, and even just as, as I'm speaking this and you're listening, I am believing that just chains of fear are being broken um, when we call it out for what it is mm-hmm. as a spirit that has intent to kill you. Yeah. And another thing, too, is um, 
that helps me is, yeah, like recognizing that like fear is not who you are. So like anxiety, a form of fear, like that's not who I am. And, and so I think what we get into trouble with is when we start identifying with the fear, when we identify with, and it doesn't even have to be fear. It can be whatever, you know, mental health disorder or whatever it is, um, whatever that you're struggling with. If you're identifying with the struggle, um, then it's going to be very, I, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say impossible, but like it's you extremely difficult and you use the phrase when you're talking about what you were going through the victim mentality right so it's like for me that my identity as a son of god um as a beloved son of god as seated in christ that my life is not my own that my life is christ that he lives his life in me and that if i don't see it in christ then it's not in me so i have to recognize that these feelings um as real as they feel um, as much as it feels like they are a part of me, they're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And that's yeah. what breaks, that's what really breaks, um, the power of anxiety and fear over your life is when you can separate it from who you are, mm-hmm. when you're able to stand and, and it can look in, it can look like, um, you know, speaking it over yourself in confession or singing it like in worship or just as you're, you know, meditating on who you are, your identity throughout the day. Um, but just recognizing that um, that it is a spirit of fear, that it is something from the outside trying to get in. It's not already in you. It's not something yeah. that needs to be cast out of you necessarily. It's something that's trying to get into you. And so then don't you know you're what you're doing is you're standing. We're ta- we can we can we can move into talking about um, the armor of God um, and what it means to stand. Um, but knowing that you're in Christ, knowing that's your identity, um, fear has no place in it and in, in who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it, the only place that fear really has is the place that we give it. Right. So and that's when Jesus says, don't yield to fear. Right. Right. Don't give fear a place in your, and I know that's obviously a lot easier said than done, but sure. I believe it is possible. You know, it I think abs- we have a lot more power. I think we have a lot it more is. power than we Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, and I think it's so important to understand if we're going to talk about, um, demonic power, the, the power of the spirit of fear and what that can do and has done and is doing to people, even in the church, destroying lives, um, making people filled with no hope. If that has power, how much more then greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, and like Cody said, just said, fear is not something that has been divinely put into you. Um, and I'm not talking about like healthy fear when you're out on a street and you sense a car is coming and you are afraid and step back. We're talking about this demonic spirit of fear with intent to harm and destroy you. We're talking about that fear that cripples you. Yeah, paralyzing fear. Yeah, it's a paralyzing fear that you're not able to live and function a normal, healthy life. Yeah, and I think it's such an important first step to realize who you are in Christ and that you've been given divinely, but there's been put into you everything you need to live and for a godly life. And that fear is not part of that. Um, We're so quick to identify with our issues. So I have to say, I have anxiety or, oh, I can't do that. I have social anxiety or "I I can't participate in this way. I have this fear. And so often... Your fear 
is there because God has a plan for your life and it's powerful and the enemy will cause you to be afraid of your very destiny that's been on your life. I can, can relate to this. Um, I, I don't think I've ever had a full on uh, a panic attack. Um, and I know those are very real. It's much more than just being worried um, for a long time. It's, it's a fear that manifests physically in your body. Um, but what the enemy does is he comes to you um, and plants lies. And even as a child, I remember certain lies being planted um, and not knowing at the time they were lies and how, how quickly I'd identified with them and decided mm-hmm. this is who I am. So growing up, I, um, when I was a lot younger, maybe like, you know, third, fourth grade, I kind of realized I enjoyed hanging out with, with guys a lot more than girls and started even at that age just kind of um, identifying as more of a tomboy or wanting to really be seen that way. Um, and just kind of, I saw some like emotions in girls that I just thought like, oh, I don't want to be like that. Um, and then as I got older and into middle school and, and, and girls were acting just like, in my, in my view as a 12-year-old, just like foolish over boys and crazy. And I just didn't want to look like that. Um, and so I started identifying as like, okay, well, I don't want to be like that. So I'm going to be different than them. Right. And so the enemy had come even at, at, a, at a young age to just tell me, I'm not like them or you're not going to be like them or accepted by them. And yeah. you, you, you could hang out with boys and they're much cooler. And, and look at all the attention you're getting from boys for being so cool. Um, and guys would tell me all the time, like, you're so fun to hang out with. Like, you're not like other girls. And instead of just taking that as, like, some compliment, I decided, like, that's who I yeah. am. I'm this, like, tough, like, can, can, can hang with the guys. Like, I still had friends that were girls, but um, it's, it's just where I chose to put my identity. Um, and I saw it as totally harmless and, like, a healthy identity to have until people started speaking over me a ministry to, to, for women. And the feeling never. I would get when people would say that was like, never. Like, like, why can't I just minister to everybody? Like, why can't I just, I mean, I mean just, just a bunch of girls in a room? Like, oh, yeah. man. And, the, and I realized as I grew as a kid, it seemed so harmless to kind of prefer hanging out with guys, whatever. Yeah. Um, and as I grew and matured into an adult, that thought that I am not like the other girls, that I'm not like that, started to cripple my ability to minister to them or to see them as worthy of being ministered to. Um, And then it started to manifest as anxiety the older I got. The closer I got to to start walking in my ministry, to start teaching, um, the more revelation I was receiving and truth I was receiving, I would, I, I would realize I would be, you know, I remember just a year ago being at a bonfire and, and a girl I never met before came and sat by me and was asking me, you know, about, about my church and, and what do you believe and what do you teach? And I've heard so much about you. And, and I was answering her and I just felt my body just stressing out. Like, this is not going well. And the enemy, and the enemy's there. And it's not that he comes. He's not like all powerful and omniscient like God and everywhere. It's that he had already planted these lies. Right. And so while she's talking to me, I'm just thinking, this is not going well. This is not good. We are not meshing like this. I'm uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. When's this conversation going to be over? I can't do this. And I started to get anxiety. Um, and for me, my body has anxiety before I realize I have anxiety. Um, I'll be physically ill That's before awesome. I realize I'm stressed out. Um, so it just it manifests different for everybody. But yeah. when I realized that this was a spirit of fear yeah. and that's not who I am, and I let that go and I said, okay, 
I don't know what it's going to be like to be hanging out with girls all the time or to be ministering to women, but I'm going to let this go, this fear, and let the Holy Spirit teach me about why it's there in the first place and how I'm going to be healed from this. And the moment I did that, and you know, because you knew me before that, and then the moment I did that, literally in the next two to three months, I found myself with a full-on women's ministry, discipling girls every day, so three good. to four girls. So I sent you a picture. I remember at one time my, my little apartment was filled with girls um, for a movie night. And I was like, what happened? Who am I? Like, what is going on? And I realized I'm who I was always made to be, yeah. sans fear, mm-hmm. without fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I say all that just to tell you that fear doesn't always look like suicidal thoughts. It can no. just be keeping you, paralyzing you from your ministry, from, from your destiny. Your destiny. Yeah. Yeah, and so the enemy comes to steal from you what the Lord has already given you. Mm. And the only power he has to take it is what we give to him. Right. So it's important that we know what we have so that when he comes to steal it, we do not allow him right. to steal it. So for everyone listening, I want you to know you have the mind of Christ yeah. and you have a sound mind and you have peace. And so when a lie or the enemy or anxiety comes to steal peace from you, do not let it happen. And what does that look like to stand? Do you want to read Ephesians yeah. 6? Um, 6.10 maybe? See, I don't have it pulled up. Do you have it pulled up? Yeah. Okay, you read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So Ephesians 6.10, this is the, um, the, ch- the section on the armor of God. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, the natural, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we're not dealing with natural things. We're dealing with supernatural. So therefore... Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Good. There's a pat- I think there's a pattern in there that I was noticing. Yeah, there is. Um, and you know, it's something, it's something that I think is looked over because we focus so much on the armor mm-hmm. um, that we don't see that four different times there's this word stand. Right. And having done all to stand, well, stand. Think, yeah, exactly. And I think... Um, especially like (laughs) (laughs) great our computer is talking now um we think about like spiritual warfare as like going out and like fighting the enemy like Mm. Like, i'll show you devil yeah (laughs) and it's like like what Alyssa was just saying like when she was reading through ephesians like it's standing. We stand in, who, in the armor of God, and we stand in, which is Christ, salvation, you know, like our shield of faith. And like for me, um, that standing process, like, it, it, like what we were talking about earlier, like it manifests differently. Like for me, like standing, like it was like days and days and days and standing and standing and like, and like 
not allowing myself and it's not like I'm actively going out and searching for battles you know like I'm not going out and like trying to fight the enemy I'm not trying to take back from the enemy what's mine right now like I am just staying and that's that's the thing with like spiritual spiritual warfare should be um done from a state of rest yeah right so well all those think about the armor of god so all those pieces of armor are defensive right pieces of armor um except for the sword right which it says is the word Mm -hmm. so truly if you're facing a spiritual battle and we've just talked about how kind of evaluate what you think you're lacking Mm -hmm. and start to see it's not natural it's supernatural so how do we face supernatural well we stand and it's this defense of we don't need to go punch the devil in the face that's not our job he's already defeated Mm -hmm. and so it's not our job to constantly defeat the devil and and win every battle he's defeated yeah and what he tries to do is come and convince us that he's not defeated and that he has power why because we have the power so the only power he has is when he can convince us to give it to him yeah and so we have these armor of defense so that, you know, the, the, the shield of faith, it says so that you can withstand the arrows so that when he comes at you with these lies that we have our faith that says, absolutely not, I'm standing in truth, whether I see it or not, whether this looks like a good day or not, whether this, um, I feel like, you brought up feelings, whether mm. I feel like I'm a man of peace or not. I have the peace that surpasses all understanding, whether mm. I feel that way or not. Right. So that's what it looks like practically, spiritual warfare. It's not something we just do on Sundays at the altar and just you know, <clears> go <throat> nuts and I've, I fought the devil today and this is a big experience. And I think that Christianity today is trying to chase and experience the supernatural. There's full conferences of like, come and experience the supernatural. Come experience the presence right. of God. Um, And not that those conferences are bad or that the motive in having them is bad, but this mentality that we need to obtain, that there's something out there for us to get still, is wrong. Because the truth of the matter is we already have it. So if you have anxiety, you do not need to wait until Sunday to have victory over that. Yeah, and I think like, and we'll talk talk more about my experience with that, like, um... (laughs) So me, Alyssa, and her husband, Kyle, like, we all went to a conference um, that was kind of like that. Like, it's all about the presence of God, like, what the Holy Spirit's going to do. There's no, there's no really agenda on, on it other than, like, come hungry. Yeah. To receive. And, um, but I was coming from the mindset of, like, this was during this, this season of, you know, struggling with pretty bad anxiety. And so I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. And, like, I know that. I've been, you know, I've experienced God in mighty ways, like in corporate gatherings, like where there's been a lot of Christians and like worship and you feel kind of like the presence of God and you get set free from a certain thing. And so like I went to this conference um, just expecting to be like radically set free um, from the fear that I was experiencing. And so I get there and like we're in worship and like I'm giving it all I got and um and I'm just like, I, I kind of felt like, um, was it Zacchaeus, like in the tree with Jesus? Yeah, just trying to see him. Yeah, like I, that's literally like the image I had in my mind. Like I just felt like I was climbing this tree, like trying to get to Jesus, like trying for, like I wanted Jesus to see me and like heal me. Like, 
So I was doing all I could and just like giving everything in worship and, you know, praying and just kind of like asking God, like, come touch me, you know, come set me free from this. And like at the end of the night, like nothing happened. I was still feeling the same way. And I just remember just feeling so defeated, like, because I felt like I was lacking something. I felt like I needed to get something from God. So I tried every method I could. I tried the worship. I tried the prayer. I tried the petition. I tried whatever, you know, and it wasn't coming. Um, and it, like, really, like, left me just that broken, like, what else can I do? And then the Holy mm. Spirit, like, reminded me of this truth. Like, you already have it. Like, yeah. you're already free. Like, yes, I set you free. Yes, yes, Like, you, when the moment you believed in me, like, I, I set you free. Like, you have my life now. And um, yeah. so, like, it's like the chains, it's the chains that we have are, you know, that we perceive in our mind aren't really there. Like, we, yes. are, we are mentally enslaved Absolutely. Um, to, to this idea that, like, we're not free. Um, but then, you know, as soon as I align myself with truth, and recognized, you know, I combated the lie with truth that I am free, that who the, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I, yes. I have the Spirit of the Lord. I am a spirit yes. being. I am Christ, you know, um, on this earth. You know, I'm exact representation of Him because He is my life. And so when you step into that truth, like, that's where freedom comes from. It's not from that striving. And, and like, that's part of, like, my passion about like abide is we want to spread awareness about what we already have i feel like there's so many conferences and like christian meetings and gatherings about um kind of like crying out to the lord to give us something that we need yeah Um, glorified um desperation right and i think that's such an old covenant mindset like um kind of encamping around the presence right like we go we travel miles to see jesus like the wise men and you know it's like that's all great and like it sounds good and it's like it's good to go to conferences and like I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that it's just the mindset now for the believers in the new covenant is Jesus is in me so if I need something or if I there's a perceived need in my life like I go inward into my identity of who I am and recognize that like Jesus has provided it provided it and so I take it by faith yes I take it by yes. faith um so yeah, that yeah. that's that's really it's, it's grace and faith together. Right. Yeah. And so when people hear a message of grace, they think it sounds like too good to be true, or um, kind of how what Paul had to address of like, oh, so now now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking since there's so much grace abounding, sin's gonna abound all the more. And he says like, heavens, no, absolutely not. Um, when you truly receive grace, you know that it is paired with faith. So grace was God's part. So he gave us through grace everything we need yeah and then he, gives, then us he the gives us the faith yeah but our part is taking right. that and what that looks like is standing and what that looks like is when everything in your life is coming it seems like is coming against you and you have battle after battle after battle trying to tear you down um it it looks like living in grace looks like you just keep standing whether it makes sense or not even if your whole family is saying what are you doing Hmm. like this is not good for you you need you need to get a better job you need more money you need this you need that it's standing and i have everything Hmm. that i need because Hmm. i am he is in me he has divinely supplied all that i need and i am in him and so i'm provided for Hmm. whether it looks like it or not whether my bank account has numbers that say provided for or not it's by faith and you know the word says that 
the righteous shall live by faith. Um, and this doesn't mean we, like, we use faith to, like, mean religion. Like, oh, are you a person of faith? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, like, what if we were truly identified with what faith really means? Um, the hope in the unseen things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the evidence of something that's not there. <laughs> I mean, it would be so amazing if we kind of aligned our thinking to say, I'm going to live by faith. And that's what it looks like to fight a supernatural spiritual battle. Um, all of those weapons in Ephesians 6 are defensive except for the sword. And the sword is not one to use to stab, to stab and, and, and to, to cause harm um, or to try to, try to defeat the, dev- the devil in that way. But it says the sword, which is the word. And we know that Jesus is the word, but we also know that when Jesus was tormented and when Jesus was tempted, mm-hmm. that he responded with the word. And so you stand yeah. and you speak the word. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and just to kind of give some, I guess, more examples of um, that faith and grace mix, um, kind of want to read from Joshua in the Old Testament um, when the, um, so he leads the Israelites into the promised land that God gives them. Um, and it's kind of like when they're dividing the allotments of the land amongst the tribes. And Joshua, this is reading from the message in Joshua 18. Um, he addressed the people of Israel, how long are you going to sit around on your hands, putting off taking possession of the land that God, your, th- that God the God of your ancestors, has given you? Um, and then it also talks about how when... Um, the Israelites were getting the promised land, like they had to drive people out. Like they had to circle the walls of Jericho. You know, they had to drive out the Canaanites. Like they had to clear trees. They had to like take the land. Um, And I think so often like we see, like we see God's grace as like already provided, which is so true. Um, But if you look at it like with the promised land, like God promised them that he 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 said this land is yours this is your promised land but you have to go and take it Mm. and so it's like the parallel is today like everything that christ has provided through grace his peace um health for our bodies for our minds um you know everything that that christ is for us like he's provided but if we don't mix that with faith if we don't take it by faith then it's like we're the Israelites that stand on the outskirts of the promised land and never go in and actually drive out the Canaanites that actually go in and like, and, and, and take the land. Yeah. Um, so it's not this like passive process where you might be thinking like, well, if, you know, if Christ, if I'm in Christ and Christ is my peace, then why am I not experiencing peace? It's, you have to take that piece by faith. Yeah. Like it's for it to manifest, you have to believe it. You have to believe that it's there, even though you aren't experiencing it. And you stand and you say, I am a man of peace. Like I am a woman of peace. I have peace. You know, this is who I am. This is my identity. And you stand in that truth and it will manifest in your life. Like you're, you're claiming what is already yours, but you have to mix it with faith. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because rest is not inactivity. Right. Um, so our message of abiding and resting in God's goodness, it doesn't mean that we're just laying back, letting life happen um, because we're at rest and whatever happens, happens, case, sirrah, sirrah. Um, that's not the power of the gospel. Um, people quote in Ephesians a lot where um, it says that the Lord is able to do super abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine. And 
if you Google that verse, you, you kind of you see all these pictures pop up um, of that verse stopping right there. And the fact of the matter is that verse doesn't stop there. Um, it's like there's a, the sentence continues and it says, more than you could ever think or imagine according to the power at work within you. So we have a part to play. Um, the work is done. It is finished. Our part is taking it. Yeah. Our part is saying, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, I have an inheritance, right? Because of the spirit of adoption that calls us worthy sons of the inheritance. And what is your inheritance? Peace, joy, all the fruits of the spirit are your inheritance. Every promise in the book of God in the Bible is your inheritance. Um, And so we need to know that so that when the enemy comes to steal that from us, and he does it by convincing us we don't have it, um, that you don't have peace. Look at your life. Does it look like a life of peace? It's chaotic. Um, and, and we have these thoughts and we don't realize what's happening is this, there's a supernatural warfare going on and he's trying to steal your inheritance. Right. And I love that you brought up the story of the Israelites because they knew, they knew their inheritance was that land and they were probably expecting to get there and for it to be empty. And it wasn't. Um, and, and 10 of the 12 who went to, to survey the land came away with fear. And they did not respond in faith, but there right. were two that did. Yeah. Um, so it's our choice. It's our choice. He's fully provided, and it's our choice. Do we respond when it doesn't look like, when the provision doesn't look like what right. we think it should look like? Do we respond in fear, or do we respond in faith and right. say, this is my inheritance? A chaotic thing happened right before your eyes, and you say, my inheritance is peace. Yeah. And I'm going to stand, and I'm going to speak it. Speak the promises of God over my life till I see it. Yeah. And, that, and, and just some scriptural backing for that is in 2 Corinthians one twenty, um, says that for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So what that's saying is like every promise in the Bible has been fulfilled and made available to us. They are yes in Christ. So everything we have access to has been put there by Christ and has been his well, we have access to it because of Christ so it's on God's part um, we need healing that's a yes whatever promise you can find in the Bible that's a yes for you but the key is is that it says through him the amen is spoken by us so that that means that we come into agreement mm-hmm. with that yes yeah um, in it's order powerful. for us to receive the promise we must agree and and, and give our um, amen to receive. Right. And that's that's talking about what we're talking about with the faith. Like you have to acknowledge the promise. You have to acknowledge that that promise is yours and you have to, by faith, take it. Yes. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so important um, if if you just kind of walk away from um, listening to this podcast. It's so important to just walk away. Considering consider. How you're responding to your problem currently your lack and consider standing in faith that you already have it. I spent, I'm young, but I spent my, my entire Christian, Christian walk minus the past five years of working for things that were already accomplished. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think so often we pray, a lot of our prayers are, we are praying for things that we already have. Yeah. You know, like I think I, we're praying ba- like begging so God to often. give us things that he's like, I already like did. He's already given it to him. And maybe that's why you aren't um, maybe hearing 
an answer or you feel like you're not getting what you're asking for, maybe God has already provided it, but he's just... He's waiting kind for you of, to it's, take it. It's not so much you're waiting on him. It's that he's already provided it and you need to stand in faith and, and take what's already yours. That's right. You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's, that's super important because our goal here is to reveal the Father's heart. Right. And so that people see God as loving and good and want to have an intimate relationship with him. And when we don't realize what he's provided, we identify with our lack and we blame him because he's all powerful and we know he's given before and we've experienced his love before we've experienced his peace before. Um, and then when we don't have it, it seems like we don't have it. We get angry. Like he's withholding from us. Yeah. And that's, and that's a very rational, like, thing to do I mean, and that's I've fallen into that like I said like I fell into that trap of blaming God for withholding but um, I kind of want to go back to Genesis when Eve was tempted in the garden um, the thing that that the serpent that Satan came to her with was did God actually say that you should not eat of any tree in the garden um, and he what the the devil wanted her to do um, was to look, not to look at um, all of the trees that God has provided, but to look at the one tree that she couldn't eat from, apparently, you know? Mm-hmm. And she says, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you should not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither should you touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Mm. Then the woman considered what the serpent said, acknowledged that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes. And, um, you know, and then obviously she took, she took and ate of the fruit. And so what the, what the enemy wants to do is he wants to paint God as, look at what God is withholding from yes, you. Yes, absolutely. So um, the, the enemy's tactics are still the same today. He'll come to you and say, you know, look at, look at this. Look at, and normally it's like temptations for... Um, you know, he, he tempts you to sin or whatever it is. But a lot of times it's like he, he just, he gets your eyes off of God's provision and everything that he, God is doing in your life and everything that he has for you. And he puts it on the one thing you lack. And then he says, look at how, look at how God is withholding from you. Look at how God is not a good father. Um, and as soon as he, as soon as he can get you to do that and take your eyes off of the goodness of God, you know, you have to recognize that when they were in the garden, they had every tree to eat of. Yeah, Eve, Eve did not know what lack was. No, she until the enemy came to tell her. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's that whole mindset shift when she, when she felt like she was lacking something. Right, you know? which is actually, truly, when sin entered the world. Right. Yeah. We we focus on that story when we tell kids like, and then Eve disobeyed God when she ate that fruit. Um, the reality of the matter is, sin entered the world the moment she stopped believing she was provided for. Mm-hmm. It was that unbelief. Mm-hmm. And that it's that unbelief in us that leads to a lot of mm-hmm. our issues and our problems. Um, I think I want to just, I know we're coming close on time here. I want to just kind of expel one more lie that creates this mentality. And it is the phrase from the Bible that God gives and takes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even a very popular song about that, um, that that says that line over and over again. And we talk a lot about dividing the word correctly and realizing what covenant are you under as a believer today in this dispensation of grace that we live in? And the answer is we're under a new covenant um, that began after the cross. 
And so before the cross, God was a God who gives and takes away based on behavior, based on your belief. Um, and now in the new covenant, it's just what Cody just read in Corinthians that says, every promise is now yes and amen for you because you've believed in me. Um, and so we have to see this mentality of God gives and takes away. He is not doing that anymore. The work is done. He has given us every good thing. Romans 8 says that with Jesus, he also gave us every good thing. Mm -hmm. So he's withholding nothing from you. So he doesn't give you peace one moment and then take it away the right. next. It's not a game. He's not playing games. The games are over. Religion, done, mm -hmm. finished. There is just this now open door policy and his arms are fully extended to you um jesus talks about this as god as father of like how much more if, a, if an earthly dad likes to give his kids gifts how much more your heavenly father is ready to lavish upon you every good thing you need um so talk to the holy spirit about that uh he's we're not here to convince anybody of anything um the holy spirit is the best teacher and so Spend some time today, this next week, of just asking the Holy Spirit to show you how provided for you are, truly. Mm -hmm. um, and that the thing that you feel you're lacking, most likely, um, whatever that thing is, realize in Jesus, you already have it. It's yours. Yeah, that's so good. Um, one more piece of encouragement is, you know, the trial when you're going through it, it just seems like you might be feeling like hopeless and all that stuff, but... The trial is temporary, but the victory is eternal. So what you're going to get from this, what God is, you know, and God promises, even though he's not the one bringing these trials to you, he promises that he will work it for your good. Um, he's a good God. And he, you know, through this, like through you standing in faith um, and, and gaining victory um, in, these, in these parts of your life that you feel like you have lack, like when you get out of the season, you're going to be so much stronger and so much yes. more equipped to when you when you hit another wall or like when you come across another trial, like it's going to be so you're going to know what to do. Like it's going to be so much better. You're going to have peace and joy through it. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. we just want to finish with just praying for you yeah. um, that this would just sink into your heart. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Father, we just we thank you for everyone that's listening um, we thank you that you have revealed truth to us, um, that we have everything that we need in Christ, and that through our relationship with you, Lord, we lack nothing. Um, we just bring um, everyone to you, Lord. We just thank you for um, your peace, um, your provision. Um, I pray that you would empower each person here through your Holy Spirit to stand when they feel weak, um, to come alongside them and like you said, you would comfort them and teach them, Lord, from they have questions, that you would guide them through your word and reveal your truth um, that will set them free. But Lord, we just pray for a breakthrough, Lord, as they apply these things to their lives, as they begin to stand in truth, that they would see uh, the manifestation of who they truly are in Christ um, come to the forefront and that um, their understanding um, and their knowledge of you would just grow exponentially their experience of your goodness and your power in their lives, Lord, and that they would be testimonies um, and help to uh, others that are going through similar struggles um, in the yeah. future, Lord. And I just thank you that each person that is listening has a tremendous um, uh, ministry, Lord, that you have planned for their life and that they will reach many people with your love and your goodness and your gospel of grace. 
<clears throat> in, a, in a unique way that only they can. So they are special and they are loved by you, Lord. And I just pray that you would remind them of that every day. Uh, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're loved. Yeah. And you're going to make it. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.